0: Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Take a lick and <laughs> There is someone waiting who will hurry up and rescue Hershey's you this chicken. Welcome to the Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer web radio show brought to you by Calm Bach Feeds. My name is Andy Schneider, but most know me as the Chicken Whisperer, author of the Chicken Whisperer's Guide to Keeping Chickens, National Spokesperson for the USDA Biosecurity for Birds program and Editor-in-Chief of Chicken Whisperer Magazine. Each week, I welcome experts in their field to share their knowledge about different topics, including backyard poultry, show poultry, heritage poultry, gardening, cooking, homesteading, and living a self-sufficient lifestyle. Be sure to visit us online, where you can follow us on Twitter, become a fan on Facebook, and subscribe to the totally free digital edition of Chicken whisperer magazine once again i would like to thank all of you for tuning in today to backyard poultry with the chicken whisperer brought to you by kombat feeds
1: at kombat feeds our layer pellets and crumbles are all natural antibiotic free with no animal byproducts formulated just for laying hens our feed is fortified with essential amino acids and calcium to ensure maximum production of nutritious tasty strong shelled eggs from our family to yours, feed your hens the way nature intended. Pure, wholesome, goodness. Kalmbach Feeds. Find a dealer at kalmbachfeeds.com. That's K-A-L-M-B-A-C-H, feeds.com. Or order your layer pellets and crumples today on Amazon.com. Kalmbach Feeds is a proud sponsor of The Chicken Whisperer.
0: Sweet PDZ has been keeping horse stalls ammonia-free and healthy for nearly 33 years. However, ammonia is ammonia, regardless of the species producing it. Therefore, it will do the same great job in your chicken coops and brooders. Sweet PDZ safeguards flock health by neutralizing and eliminating harmful levels of ammonia and odors. Safe and effective moisture absorption. All-natural, non-toxic, premium-grade zeolite mineral. Contains no-masking scents or chemical perfumes. Safe and beneficial to dispose with waste on compost and gardens. Learn more at SweetPDZ.com. That's SweetPDZ.com. I'm about to say something that may shock you. There's a chance the mealworm treats you're feeding your chickens are doing them more harm than good. Most of the mealworms sold in the U.S. are hollow and empty because of how they're processed, leaving them with little or no nutritional value. The problem is chickens love healthy insects like mealworms, but there hasn't been a way to get access to them in large quantities until now. The only mealworm company I endorse is the Honest Worm because of the way they raise and process their mealworms now they've set aside some bags only for my listeners to try for free just cover the cost of shipping and handling head on over to freemealworms.com that's freemealworms.com if you don't see sold out at the top of the page that means there's still some bags left but only for a limited time go to freemealworms.com and get your free bag today Stromberg should be on the top of your list when it's time to order your new day-old baby chicks and poultry supplies. Order online today at Stromberg'sChickens.com. That's Stromberg'sChickens.com. Hey, it's the Chicken Whisperer. If you're in the market for a new incubator, then look no further than GQF. They have a great selection of tabletop and cabinet-style incubators at prices you can afford. I love my GQF Genesis Model 1588. It has a large picture window and an automatic thermostat, which makes for a better hatch every time. Go pick out your new incubator at GQFRadio.com. That's GQFRadio.com.
1: And the mighty bird against prejudice continues his fight for law and order. So when you hear that cry in the sky, you'll know it's Super Chicken. Hi, I'm country music artist Nathan Osmond, and you're listening to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer.
0: All righty. Thank you very much for staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by box feed. Hey, you know what? I am proud to partner with Rita Marie's Chicken Coops. Rita Marie, they provide American-made, built-to-order chicken coops with the highest quality and attention to detail. Their mission is to empower Americans with self-sufficiency while making America's backyards beautiful. Guess what? I have ordered my first Coupe from Rita Marie's, and it's being built right now. In fact, I just heard from them it's going to be shipped next week. I went with the Dutch-style coupe that has a classic barn style, and, of course, my wife was able to pick the size, the features, the paint, trim colors that she wanted, which, of course, makes her very happy. So just remember, Rita Marie's builds the highest-quality Amish-crafted coupes made to order for an easy hands-off experience. Find your beautiful new coop at largechickencoops.com. Again, that's largechickencoops.com. And uh, that's one of the first topics I was going to talk about today was our new coop that is being delivered next week. It looks like tomorrow is the first and the preliminary date of shipment is the fourth. So this Monday, it should be leaving um, the crafters and should be uh, arriving sometime next week. I heard that they had a couple uh, or three more coops on the delivery truck. And so I'm not sure when next week we're going to get that beautiful, beautiful coop, but we're really looking forward to it because we have some Ovens Browns that are ready to get out of the chicken tractor and into their new permanent home. So we're really looking forward to that. And, um, I'll, of course, show you the coop. Uh, hopefully, I can do some video uh, when the truck arrives, them unloading it, and then give you kind of a tour of this awesome coop. And it's going to go in the back, in the back pasture where we're at. And uh, it's not fenced yet. We have another coop back there as well with some bovin's Brown. And then what we'll do is I've, I've got some uh, products that I'm going to be u- using in this new coop, uh, again, that we're testing. And I think I'd probably test more new uh, chicken products than anybody in, in the country and I get stuff sent to me all the time. In fact, I got a picture of a big semi-truck out front uh, a few weeks ago with just stuff they're sending me to, to try to test out. Right now we're testing out. Um, we've kind of wrapped up the test uh, for uh, the nutritional product that we add to the waters. We've been using that for quite a while now, and I think it's coming to market this month, um, and I'll be excited to share that with you very soon. And then um, we've been testing out an odor control uh, product in one of our coops in the back pasture, uh, and it's just a, like a 24-ounce bottle, and you just, every time you're there collecting eggs every day, you just spray the bedding down, and then that's going to help with the uh, the odor, and it's it's great. So far, we really like it. Um, I can tell, I walk up to the coop sometimes in the morning, and I can still, again, smell that kind of botanical smell that it has. It seems, so far, with our product testing, seems to work Um pretty darn good, so I'm really looking forward to using that in a brooder setup, like using a Rubbermaid brooder. It's very popular this day. People use a Rubbermaid brooder, put some shavings in it. We're going to talk about breeding a little bit later uh, today, but um, using it in the brooder it, because because they, they it does two things. It's going to eliminate some dust. And those of you who've done brooding in the past know brooding can be very dusty. So it can eliminate some dust, but also can eliminate that odor that comes from brooding as well. So I think it's going to be a tremendous product. I know that um, a lot of folks have used it, uh, especially, say, in the retail setting where they're selling uh, baby chicks retail, and they'll use this, and they've had great success with it using it in their brooders to eliminate the dust in the store, plus it helps. It helps with the smell. So really cool products. We're testing that here yesterday. No, the day before yesterday, I picked up two huge bales of new shavings uh, that are coming out, not even released yet. (laughs) I can't get it anywhere. Um, Brand new shavings with odor control built in. Um, And they've been experimenting with this. So it's not just, hey, let's get in the backyard chicken market. The first product they sent me last year, um, it would just – they, they had some issues with it. Apparently, they, it was just, uh, I don't know, maybe it was granular added to it, but now it's kind of in a liquid, and it's sprayed and infused in, I think. Anywho, I got, I'm going to be using this new bedding in this new coop that's coming next week, so that'll be a great test to see how we like that bedding with the built-in odor control. Um, we're going to be testing that, and then um, I'm trying to think what else we're going to be testing in that coop can't remember. There may be another product. Well, we got done testing something in the upper coop that's not up there anymore, and I've already given my feedback for that. It's actually a product that's used in the commercial setting, in the commercial houses, and they're looking to see if there's some benefit in a backyard or smaller hobby flock or uh, homesteading size uh, uh, coops and uh, and barns. So we, we've already got done with that testing, and that worked really, really well. So it's kind of like I almost feel like when I drive onto the farm, I should put on a lap coat. We do so much testing here, but we do enjoy it. And uh, as you know, uh, with our truth in advertising, um, if we use something and we don't like it, you're never going to hear about it. We're not going to bash and say, hey, we tried this and didn't like it. You'll just never hear about it again. If we try something and we like it, then we're going to tell you we like it, why we like it, our findings, and then we'll even tell you things like, you know what, we're probably not going to continue to use this on our farm just because it, with our setup it wouldn't work for us or it's just not pertinent. But we like the product. It worked for us for what we did, our testing, but it may be more suitable to the uh say backyard flock with six or eight ends versus, you know, uh, 600. So it's just kind of one of those things that we'll share truth in advertising and if we don't like it, you'll never hear about it again. It's not going to be bashing going, oh, don't, don't, we, didn't, we didn't like this in, in most cases. Now there's products out there that I've told you in the past that they wanted to advertise with our show uh, and we refused uh, because we didn't believe that their product had merit. Um, I don't want to share the name, but it's apparently, uh, a, a, a. at the end of the day, generic terms, it's an animal pee that they put in a bottle that they want you to buy to sprinkle around your coop to keep predators away uh, at the end of the day because you didn't do the research required uh, and would be willing to spend the money required to make your coop predator-proof. I'm going to write that down and talk about that today, too. pre as predators. Um and so that we, you know, hey, I could have said, yeah, sure, come on, give us our money, send us a check every month, and we'll they'll let everybody know about it. Not happening. Uh, we don't do that. So uh, but we're we're really looking forward to this uh, Rita Marie's chicken coop coming uh, next week. We'll video it arriving. We'll, we'll video it once it's all set up and putting these bovins browns in it. And it's a beautiful, beautiful one. One of the, maybe, actually, probably in, in, in over what, 20 years, I, got, I guess I got my first chickens back in 1992, I think. Um, but uh, the most beautiful coop that we've, we've ever owned. And, um, we've had Amish coops in the past. I had issues with them falling apart. Um, and so we're really looking forward to the, to examine the quality of this one. Um, and, um, but we'll share that via via video. So uh, hey, go check them out, largechickencoops.com, and we'll uh, we'll video all that. And you'll be able to see this uh, coop on an ongoing basic in our Facebook Live videos, when we're testing out these products and whatnot, so we'll want to talk about that. Other news, Dr. McRae was going to be joining us today, uh, but she, uh, I don't believe, is going to be able to. There's a little time change today. I know the, by far the majority of you listen to the um, um Podcast version versus the live version. And, um, but I've got a meeting uh, at at or 30 minutes early, so I changed the time. I don't think she was available. We'll see if she chimes in here a little bit later. So, this is going to be I'm going to try to share with you in this segment um, as much as I can about pertinent information that hopefully will help you uh, in many different topics. We're going to talk about my new book. We're going to talk about some totes we made for for housing. We're going to talk about um, brooding. We're going to talk about a myth about vinegar being a wormer. We're going to talk about uh, the Bovins Browns we have here. And we're going to talk a little bit about predators as well. So, a lot of information will be stuffed in but i'll be heading out probably around 2:15. so we've got about 30 minutes so let me continue uh my newest book uh, we're hoping will be out late spring it's waste free chicken keeping and i'm gonna go ahead and tell you right now that i think that that term is is non-existent. I don't believe, even after uh, working on this book with my wife and Dr. McRae, uh, that waste-free chicken keeping even exists, even at the small backyard level. Um, and I've said that in the foreword of the book. What, what does it mean to you, and is it even attainable? Uh, when we talk about the big corporate farms, you know, they've got... Uh, millions and millions, you know, of water uh, apparently, you know, runoff, and they got you know waste and,
1: and litter
0: and I mean all this stuff, and they're under very strict federal guidelines and state guidelines to deal with that massive amounts of waste, and, and, and we we researched that, and then Dr. McRae knows all about that, um, but on a smaller scale, you know, waste-free chicken keeping, what does it mean to that uh, soccer mom in suburbia that's got twelve hens, whether it be utilizing the poo or the feed, housing, and, and different things like that. So it's really, it's it's chock full. We're, we're still, we're, we're putting it all together here. It's the very end of, of the book. And um, we probably have another two weeks before it gets pretty much finalized. And we get a final copy before it goes to print. We've been working on it for months now. But Waste-Free Chicken Keeping, that'll be our third book out. The first one, The Chicken Whisperer's Guide to Keeping Chickens. Uh, the second one, Chicken Factor Chicken Poop. And now this third one, Waste-Free Chicken Keeping, which I can tell you when you're reading the book, I don't want you to expect. Oh, if I read this book, then I'm going to have a waste-free. I'm going to do waste-free chicken keeping and have completely waste-free chicken backyard. It's uh, th- th- it's not going to happen. Um, it's. I think it's virtually impossible to do that. But there are some tips and tricks and different things like that. Gardening, for example, with with chickens. Composting is in the book. Um, housing is, is in the book. Different things like that to give you ideas about how you can. Uh, as waste-free as possible with your homestead, with, with chicken keeping in general. So that's going to come out probably in late spring. We're really, really looking forward to that. And we hope if you already have our first two books, I'm sure you'll enjoy uh, this third one. One thing we did, I know there's the polar vortex, I guess they're calling it, uh, right now as we speak, which is blanketing the United States. I think uh, we've got it made. We're down here in Georgia And even though it's gotten down to about 20, that's as low as I think it's gotten as 20 degrees. um, We're probably warmer than any other state in the (laughs) maybe in the union, other than maybe Florida, California, probably parts of California, Arizona, Texas. But uh, those of you everywhere else are really, really dealing with the weather. And I, and I did a, a Facebook video uh, last week about, hey, guys, guess what we're doing to prepare for this big cold snap that's coming our way. Um, well, i tell you what, I couldn't find a piece of paper small enough to list what we're doing because, well, I didn't need any paper because we're doing nothing. Um, and, but, you know, hey, we got down to 20. Many of people are probably negative 20 as a temperature and maybe negative 50 or 60 with the wind chill. Um, so uh, y'all probably are doing things a little bit differently. But I have seen, I'm very proud, I have seen a lot of posts today and yesterday about folks that said, I must have the, 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 the most uh, uh, awesome chickens in the world because it's negative 10. And what I walked outside, what are they doing? They've come out of their coop. They're walking around, scratching in the snow, scratching down in the grass, looking for whatever they can find, or, you know, and, and they're doing fine. You know, and uh, how how are your chickens doing? So that really makes me proud that people are taking heed that, you know, these are very, very uh, hardy birds, unless you have an underlying health issue with your birds. Uh, it shows me that a lot of people have the proper coops uh, that have good ventilation but no drafts. They're not wrapping them with plastic, which is the worst thing you want to do in this situation, because heat will build up, humidity will build up, and that will actually increase the chance of frostbitten combs, waddles, and feet. Um, But yet, you know, you can have good insulation and still make sure you maintain good ventilation. Good insulation. You can still have good insulation and make sure you have good ventilation for your birds. But they're out. They're scratching around. and People are saying, hey, it's, you know, negative 15 here. My birds are outside. Not even bother them. I know up in uh, Wisconsin, there's, uh, uh, I think it's McFarlane, McLean, McLean. McFarland pheasants, and they they posted a picture this morning on their Facebook page. You know, it's probably, who knows, negative 23 way up there in Wisconsin today. Who knows what the windchill is, and they raise pheasants, and they're out wandering around in the snow, and they had pictures of it saying these birds can are very hardy. You think about the wild birds. If this was an issue, there'd be no wild birds on the planet or in the United States or in a cold area. These tiny little wild birds that are up in the tree in a little nest, and they do fine without heaters in their nest. So um, that's addressed in the Chicken Factory Chicken Poop book, actually, where we talk about that, where we know where we know, look, chickens have been domesticated for about 8,000 years. Uh, we've only had electricity in America for about, I don't know, 100 or so years, uh, which tells us chickens have been doing just fine without heaters in their coops for 7,900 years. I mean, think about, uh, you know, to think about TV show, but, you know, back in the day, Little House on the Prairie, and you know, any, any, living in the 8th, the Civil War, eight. Hey, no, no, chickens do just fine. Now, there's a little... There's a there's a little comma there. Okay, so we know scientifically most of them are gonna do absolutely fine. They've been around eight thousand years and, and they're and they're, they're they're doing fine. But the issue is Dr. McRae made this apparent in our Chicken Factor Chicken Food Book and that is, you know, what what at the end of the day, what are your goals? Um you know, the cold air, uh very, very frigid temperatures can stress them out. So guess what? You might get a little bit less egg production from your hands. If you have an underlying health issue, your birds are carrying disease, you like, oh, my birds are absolutely healthy. When was the last time you had them tested for anything? And then all of a sudden we have a cold snap, it shocks our system, um, and, and it stresses them out, and then this disease that they've been having, uh, that they've been maintaining, uh, and not showing signs or symptoms, now presents itself. Um, do you want absolutely the mass egg production? Do you want, you know, m- then you might want to consider heating your uh, poultry barns, your production barns. So you know there is there is a you know chickens have been around for eight thousand years and they doing fine without heat. However, okay, depending on what your situation is, um, and so uh, we talked about that in the chicken fact or chicken poop book. But we made some totes for some animals here on our homestead. Uh, I got on Facebook Marketplace, and you can find them on Craigslist as well. And I uh, just put in, the you know, water tote or whatever the case may be. The a big um, uh, water totes that are kind of square, and then they have the, the metal grate around them, and then uh, they, wor- they wor- work really well. They're huge. They're huge. I forget how many gallons they hold. Couldn't even guess. Maybe uh, a couple hundred gallons or something. They're, they're about three times the size of a 55-gallon drum, I guess, maybe four times the size. Um, so 250 gallons maybe, 300 gallons. You know what I'm talking about, that the, the square. Uh, some of them, they carry um, syrup for sodas. Some of them carry soap. Some of them, you know, they have food grade. They have non-food grade. And a lot of them carry syrup or honey or whatever the case may be. Well, we found some of those <laughs> for a very, very good deal here locally with free delivery, um, and so that worked out great. I didn't have to go up a livestock trailer and go pick them up, so it was free delivery if you bought three or more, and so we bought three, they delivered them out here absolutely free, and then we bought them. Still, the price was, was fantastic. I want to say they were $65 maybe each, and um, what we wanted to do is we wanted to make a shelter for our pigs um, and then our um, great Pyrenees. Now they've, they've all got some shelter, but we wanted to make them specifically. So what we did is we got these things delivered. And uh, we got the Sawzall out, and we basically sawed a door on one side. We cut the metal, uh, uh, great, or the framing around it, and it's still very, very sturdy. It didn't affect that one bit, and then we actually cut a hole um, in the front of it. You can see pictures on our Facebook page. Uh, Chicken Whisperer Facebook page, and then uh, we put some uh, put some wheat straw in there for them. So uh, the very first night after we got it done, what did we see? Well, both of our pigs that we got in the one pig pen, uh, they were in there sleeping, snoring. It was funny. I walked out there uh, with a flashlight. There they were. Very creative, very cheap, and we've got houses. Keep them out of the rain, keep them warm, and they love it. They're in there every single night, both of them, uh, sitting there sleeping. Uh, The dogs, I've yet to see uh, both of them in the same one at the same time. And that may be just because they're taking turns guarding the livestock, Uh, but I don't think I've seen both of them in our Great Pyrenees, and they're at the exact same time. Uh, but we did the same thing and put the wheat straw in there and they seemed to really enjoy that uh, as well as they're going in there. Uh, and uh, my wife said she looked out and didn't see them both in there the way it's facing, but she didn't see them out in the front pasture anywhere, so she assumed that both of them were actually in there um, taking advantage of that with the colder weather. So it's neat. You can take a pictures of how we did that uh, over on the Chicken Whisperer Facebook page, the one for our pigs, and the one for the dogs. We still have one we haven't cut up yet. I'm probably going to go ahead and uh, uh, probably maybe this weekend, uh, go ahead and make the third one and put it out in the front pasture, either for the goat. He, he, the goat seems to like to sit in the hay trough um, and sleep, so uh, I'll make the third one and put it out there, then each of the dogs can have their separate one, or the goat can utilize it. So um, we'll probably make that third one. It's very easy to make. You can make it, you know, you, you saw-saw, zip, 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 you know, 15 minutes, uh, and then, you know, rinsing it out, putting hay in it, so I'd say probably in 30 minutes. 30 minutes you can have this thing made and if you want to go buy a doghouse this size it will cost you hundreds of dollars if you go and buy some type of a special custom made goat house this size hundreds of dollars The thing 65 or 75 bucks delivered and about 30 minutes worth of work so they're awesome and it goes kind of along with our waste-free uh chicken keeping waste-free homestead uh that we're trying to obtain here so i wanted to share that with you um also some great news that happened here on the homestead many of you have been asking and especially last year last spring we got some bovins brown pullets and uh to give you a little background uh back in 2008 2008 we got some isa brown pullets from uh, a hatchery up in new york west wind farms in Ovid, new york and uh we went through probably three or 400 of those birds, uh, selling them like crazy in Atlanta. Of course, that was when the backyard poultry movement was really, really starting to take off, and um, especially in the Atlanta area, And we sold out, couldn't believe it. And everybody else, everybody was, Isabel Browns, never heard of them. What are they? You know, nobody carried them. They were a commercial bird at the time, uh, and I got them from a commercial hatchery that supplies a commercial. In fact, back then, uh, the numbers I received were about 60% of the brown eggs that you found in all the stores of america were from isa browns so we know they were fabulous egg well, well they're just they're awesome we love them and to this day they're one of our favorite breeds so but lately especially when i was up visiting uh west wind uh farms uh chicken hatchery up there well, we had a nice little meeting and face to face there and uh, we were talking about this breed called bovin's brown and um you know, this probably didn't come out of anybody's mouth, but it's basically the vibe that I got from them is that the based on how many they're shipping, uh, the Bovins Brown are actually kind of kicking the Isa Browns to the curb, if you will. It's kind of a like new, improved. Hey, the
1: you know
0: new, new, new. Uh, New kid on the block, Johnny come lately, but, you know, hey, huge results. And they're finding that they're even being used not just in the commercial environment and and barns and and the cage production, but also in free-range and organic uh, pasture-raised production as well, uh, for those of you who are into the pasture-raised and and organic and all that. So they're, they're finding great success with these bovins browns. So back in the spring, we got some delivered to us, and I sold a bunch of them, and then we kept some. And they started laying, if you remember our Facebook Live, they started laying between 16 and 17 weeks, that that 16th week. So it wasn't quite, I don't think 17 weeks, but somewhere between the 16th and 17th week, they started laying eggs, and they have not stopped. And yes, we know the science. They're going to lay really good through their first winter. We get it. We're still getting tons of eggs from that, That our spring um, Our spring, uh pullets, uh, which are now laying and laying wonderfully. Well, this past September, September 24th, uh, we bought, uh, I don't know, maybe 60 more, and uh, we got them delivered here, and uh, we sold a few, and then uh, I think we, were, we kept 45, I believe. But um, uh, okay, here it is, middle of winter, cold temperatures, short days, lo and behold, I kid you not, we went out there uh, last Monday, uh, this past Monday, it was the 24th. About, again, 16 weeks later, I didn't know what to expect um, because, you know, again, short days, cold weather, um, lots of rain, and at 18 weeks to the day uh, uh, from, from the day they were shipped to us, September 24th to um, uh, January 24th, uh, we've got eggs coming from these bovins brown. I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled with these birds. They uh, Their personalities are, are amazing. Uh, you walk out there, they'll follow you around. They'll come up to you. And we're not holding them every day. We, 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 we're out there every day with them, caring for them, food, collecting eggs, whatever, um, giving them food, giving them water. They see us. They know who we are. But it's not like we're they're pet chickens by any stretch of the imagination you with know their name. and We're we'll holding them every day and giving them treats every day. They'll, they'll come right up to you. Uh, so the personalities are awesome, and their laying is incredible. And uh, so we're really excited at 18 weeks. They've started to lay for us. And so we should start being uh, getting, let's, we'll have a total of on our Robins Brown, probably somewhere around 55. 55 Bowens Brown. So this spring, boy, I'll be really looking forward to getting about, you know, we'll just say 45 to 55 eggs every single day here. And we've got the customers uh, that you know, not worried about that. Uh, in fact, based on those eggs that we're going to be getting, yesterday, again, you know, we've got to stay off a of Marketplace. So we're going to go broke on Marketplace. But um, we found a refrigerator. Uh, we needed an extra refrigerator because the, our bovins browns, laying like crazy. And then, uh, we, you know, we come inside and we put them in our fridge here and take up all our room for our food, our food. So my wife yesterday morning said, hey, I found a refrigerator less than two years old, right down the road here, about a 30-minute drive. Looks in great condition. For fifty dollars, fifty dollars for a full-size refrigerator, less than two years, that works and is in great physical condition. We went and picked that sucker up. It's still in the back of the truck. We'll be putting it up on the uh, uh, back uh, porch area where we have our freezer, where we keep all of our processed birds in, of course. Uh, but that's going to be our egg fridge, and uh, I'm really looking forward to getting that set up. But we've got, uh, especially with all these bovins, so about forty-five to fifty-five. Well, fifty-five. Fifty-five to 60 Bovins Browns this spring, popping out eggs. I cannot wait. And our customers can't wait either because you know sometimes they have to, oh, I only got two dozen today for you or, oh you know I, I I got you know I got four dozen for you, whatever the case may be. But I'm gonna be getting hopefully uh four to five dozen every uh single day, that'll be really great. So the Bovins Brown, if you're interested in those, um, you want to check them out. West Wind Farms, uh, they don't have a website, I don't believe yet, because they don't do really any retail except for my customers, my fans, you guys, okay? So West, you can look them up and find their number, West Wind Farms, West Wind Farms, and Ovid, O-V-I-D, Ovid New York. And when you call, you'll ask for Amanda uh, or um, Kelsey, Amanda Kelsey. Amanda will probably be the one that answers the phone. And let me tell you, they're doing this just for you guys because – if you're going to have a hard time finding them anywhere else but they're out. Okay, we got a shipment of 10,000. We got to order of 20,000. 20,000 but they're willing to take small orders for my fans and followers. Okay, guys. So, if you call them up, don't hold me to this, but I'm pretty sure if uh, 25 is the minimum and Back in the old day before the backyard portrait movement, twenty five was always the minimum. Uh but you, people have gotten spoiled by this, you know, hey, we'll ship you as few as three. Uh but um twenty five I think at I wanna say it's three fifty apiece. And then, if you get fifty of them, it's three twenty five a piece and then a hundred or more, it's three dollars a piece um that doesn't include shipping, you'll have to pay whatever it is so three fifty three twenty five or three dollars a piece based on how many you buy. Now, just pull it sex, pull it So it's a sex link bird, so you know you're gonna get pull it um and uh so said, there's you know visually sexed because it's a sex link um and then that that includes shipping on paper shipping, and you'll get these and man, I'm telling you coming up on a year having these birds, Man, we love the Browns. These guys are awesome. So that's where you can get those West Wind Farms in Ovid, New York. Um, Predators, I was going to talk a little bit about that when we were talking about that uh, company that bottles up animal pee. So, uh, um, you know, it's, it's again, one of those things. You know what? Yeah, let me go through this and I'll go to a commercial break. Um, Again... It's it's quite discouraging, folks, to see the number of predator attacks that are being posted on all of these chicken blogs and forums that are out there now. These chicken forums that are on Facebook and these groups. I mean, it's a daily, 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 daily occurrence, and and you hear excuses like, oh, um, I've never seen a predator in my backyard until now. I didn't think I had a predator problem. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that could happen. I thought my Poop was predator-proof. I thought uh, that I did everything right. Oh, my gosh, I just lost my favorite. You know, i so sad. And then one thing that we've seen is that um, and I made a post the other day. Uh, and, and You know this because you're on there, too. You see this. Oh, I lost nine of my chickens last night to a predator. I don't know what it is. Oh, I'm so sad. Does anybody have any chickens they want to sell in this area? Uh, no. <laughs> you just lost and had nine killed because you had an insufficient coop in most cases, and now you want me to sell you or give you nine of my birds to replace those when you haven't even addressed the issue of how the predator got in. And so, you know, you've seen that too. Hey, do you have any birds I can replace these with? No. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. So, you know, at the end of the day, and, and we have brainstormed this, is there any other reason? What how, At the end of the day, I don't care how you slice it. I don't care how you justify it. At the end of the day, period, there's two reasons why we have the predator coops and the mass numbers we have today. One, they didn't do the research necessary to figure out how to make that coop and run predator-proof. And two, if they did, number one, number two, they weren't willing to spend the money to implement number one the research. Um, oh, I've just I've never seen a predator. Oh, they'll be fine. This will be okay. Not a problem. I, I've never seen it. And then boom. Whether it be a year or two years down the road, it's going to get you. It's going to catch up. And then boom, they've got a predator attack and they've lost all their hens because they thought they didn't have a problem. They thought it was predator proof. They thought they didn't have any predators in their backyard. And then actually end up uh, doing that. Um, so, again, you've got to do the the uh, the research there and then be willing to spend the money to do the research to make it predator-proof. And then the other mistake we see folks do out there regarding predators, and I saw it again just a couple of days ago. Um, I think I've got a raccoon out there. I'm going to stay up tonight and try to see what predator is, or maybe I'll put a trail cam out there so I can see what predator is. They killed all my chickens, um, and they waste all that time or waste that money getting a trail cam or sitting out there waiting for the predator to come back. Um, and then they want to know okay, I found out it's a raccoon. Kill this raccoon. Can I have someone come trap it and take it away? Is it even legal to trap it? If, it's, if I trap it, is it legal to rehome it somewhere? Or now it's going to create a problem for somebody else? A lot of times that's illegal to rehome. Uh, if someone traps it, can they, will they take it away? Do I have to pay for that? Um, and then they say, can I shoot it? And if I shoot it, then what do I do with it? About, can I bury it? Uh, whatever. So they, have, they focus on the predator itself instead of, again, backtracking and focusing on how that predator got in. And we're not talking about a grizzly bear that can rip a door off, an F-351-ton pickup. We're talking about um, uh, possums, raccoons, um, a a weasel, or a fox, or something like that, that that should absolutely, under no circumstances, be able to get into your coop or run. I mean, I know they're smart. So... um, So the issue there is to just um, be wary of that and and your focus on the animal instead of actually focusing on the uh, the coop itself and and making sure that it is predator-proof, the coop, and the run. You know what? It doesn't matter. Let's say you trap that raccoon. Let's say you killed that raccoon, okay, and you haven't fixed your coop. What difference does it make? There's going to be another raccoon. There may be 400 more raccoons out there waiting to come and eat your chickens. So I've noticed they'll spend all this time on the predator itself. Ignore the coop. Ignore the run. And then um, you make that coop and run predator-proof, you can sleep at night. You don't have to stay awake for them. You don't have to play music in your coop. You don't have to put up trail cams. You don't have to uh, buy and spend your hard earned money on a bottle of animal pee to sprinkle around the coop. Um, none of that. And, and you won't be posting uh, on all these forums, oh, I lost my favorite Henrietta today, but to a, to a predator, well, how come? Um, and then a lot of folks will say, well, they, they free range during the day. You know, I'm sorry you lost your favorite hen to a predator, but you know at least you should have, if you're going to free range, you're going to lose some birds to predation, okay? So it's going to happen. You shouldn't be surprised when it happens. Yeah, you can be sad when it happens, sure, but you just need to know. Uh, when, I, when I'm traveling around and doing webinars or, or, or speaking engagements, you know, I exaggerate this a little bit, but I say, look, if you want 100 free range birds, go ahead and buy 200 because eventually you'll be at the number you want of 100 free-range birds. Um, now, yeah, that's a little bit of an exaggeration because there, you always hear folks say, well, I've been free-ranging for 20 years, and I've never had a problem. Just go look at the Facebook forums and see how many uh, predator attacks that are posted on there day in and day out. Okay, I'm going to go to commercial break, and then when I come back, I've got a couple things else on my list we'll talk about. We'll be wrapping up in about probably about 10 minutes, but... I've got brooding, and I've got (laughs) another little wives tale that's out there that I've seen three times this week alone. I just wanted to share it with you, that vinegar worms your chickens. So we'll talk about that, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about brooding, because guess what? Baby chicks, they are already in some retail outlets. Uh, I think it was... um, I can't remember the name of the store. It's a chain store. It's over in Alabama. Guess what? They got baby chicks. They had baby chicks two weeks ago. January 15th, and they've got baby chicks. I know that the tractor supplies out there normally start around the around the 10th of February. They may already be out. Normally around the 10th of February, baby chicks. Um, and so I'm going to talk about, just really quick, a couple of things uh, about ordering some baby chicks, and then I'll come back and we'll talk about this vinegar myth, and then we'll talk a little bit about... Uh, brooding, and then I'll wrap it up because I've got that uh, conference call that I cannot miss at 2:30 Eastern. So I'm going to go to commercial break and get these other commercials uh, done. Please hang out because you're not going to want to miss, especially our brooding and our baby chicks issue and the and the vinegar. That's based on all the topics we've uh, covered today. So hey, thanks for tuning in, and uh, sure break. When you need an incubator, think Brency, the incubation specialists. Brincy has been a world-leading manufacturer of quality incubators for almost 40 years. They manufacture incubators that hold anywhere from 7 to 380 eggs with high-quality electronic and digital controls, including precise humidity controls and programmable egg turning, all at surprisingly affordable prices. Enter the coupon code WHISPER at checkout and receive 10% off your entire order. Order your new incubator today at Brensea.com. That's B R I N S E A.com. Cackle Hatchery is a third generation, family owned and operated hatchery. They offer over 193 varieties of poultry shipped directly from their facility in Missouri. It's their mission to enhance your life by providing you with quality poultry for showing, meat, enjoyment, Come back.
1: Come back, come back, come back, come back, come back. From our family to yours, feed your chickens the way nature intended. Pure, wholesome goodness. Kalmbach feeds. Visit our website at KalmbachFeeds.com. That's K-A-L-M-B-A-C-H-Feeds.com. Or order today on Amazon.com. Kalmbach Feeds is a proud sponsor of The Chicken Whisperer.
0: Ideal Poultry has been a family-owned and operated business since 1937. Their business is built on customer service and quality poultry. From rare white and brown egg layers to broilers, ducks, turkeys, and bantams. Ideal Poultry is the largest supplier of backyard poultry in the United States, shipping close to 5 million chicks annually. Visit them online at IdealPoultry.com. That's IdealPoultry.com. Metzer Farms is now hatching and shipping the premier egg layer. This girl is consistently laying jumbo eggs with a higher nutrient density and lower water content than your eggs now. She is an extremely hardy bird and the most heat and cold-tolerant egg layer available, allowing for year-round outdoor production. An eggshell unmatched in sturdiness and thickness, making cracks a thing of the past. Increase your health and double your egg profits. Of course, we're talking about ducks. Duck eggs are revered by chefs for their succulent flavor and by bakers for being the better baking egg. Learn more about this extraordinary duck the Golden 300, or any of our other 35-plus breeds of ducks and geese at MetzerFarms.com and order your next flock from us. This looks like a job for Super Chicken. You get the super sauce,
1: I'll don my super suit.
0: Already, thank you very much for staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. My switchboard just alerted me that it looks like Dr. McCrae got freed up, and she is joining us. So I've only got maybe about 10 more minutes, but I'm going to go ahead and bring her live. It's always good to hear her voice and uh, have her chime in on some of the topics we've been talking about today. Dr. McRae, hey, thanks for
1: joining us. Hey. Sorry, I hey. forgot we started it. Twelve thirty, and and I just went to my normal one o'clock time. Ah. Uh. <laughs> that's not
0: a problem whatsoever. Hey, it's happened to hey, it's happened to me. I called you one time, and I was like,
1: "When are we supposed to have a show today?"
0: <laughs> but,
1: uh, <laughs> well, I wanted to, to, talk to, hey, to, we to your listeners. About, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to talk ahead. to your listeners about foul pox. Um, oh, okay. I know. Okay. It's, we're talking about polar vortexes today, but like you said, we've got chicks already in feed stores, and I just want to be proactive and talk to your listeners about this problem um, before it's t- you know springtime rains have kicked in and springtime temperatures have kicked in because this is a mosquito-borne disease, but it can also move from bird to bird. Um, people call it fowl pox, avian pox, canker, sore head, just pox, um, sometimes called avian diphtheria. That's when we're talking about the wet form, but it's bird pox. Um, and so it can affect chickens and other bird species too, but this is not the same as chicken pox in humans. Human chicken pox doesn't affect poultry and and you know, fowl pox doesn't affect humans. So, you know, if people are talking about chicken pox and their chickens, ask for clarification. Are they really talking about fowl pox? Um, So just now as we move and we start thinking about, okay, what's my to-do list when it comes time for spring cleaning? Because right now, once we get past this cold snap of, December and January in the southern parts of the state, some folks are already starting their to-do list for spring cleaning, and we just mm-hmm. need to think about all those places where mosquitoes can gain a foothold. So yes, it's been a very wet, wet winter. So look around now. After we've had some pretty good rains. Where is water water gathering, and in some cases of the country, freezing? <laughs> and what can we do to get those to drain away um, even even water at the base of some planters um, you might have to just think about okay once a week I just need to go dump that or you know a really insidious place that people never seem to think about is your downspouts and gutters Mm-hmm. If, you, if you've if you had some gutters that got clogged up and the water's not draining away, the mosquitoes can breed in there. However, maybe you've been on top of your gutters. That's not the problem. But get this. Some downspouts have a very um, kind of a, a ridged surface uh, where the turns are, and little bits of water can accumulate in there and stay in there. Mm-hmm and not wash out um sometimes you use black plastic tubing to get the water to flow a little further away from your house from those Mm -hmm. downspouts and that is exactly one of those sources that you know once a week you're going to have to detach that from your downspouts and and make sure all that water runs out um, so that you don't have any any insect harborage in there uh you know, we had a pretty good rain, you and I. Um, I don't know if it snowed at your house; it didn't at mine. But you know, these—you know—why so do I have to change my gutters on my house just because I have chickens? Well, if you have a foul pox problem, and it's pretty consistent, then that needs to be on your to-do list this year. Is what are the little changes you can make to get rid of mosquitoes, at least that you can control around your farm?
0: that's a great so, point we, we've had a boatload of rain and i know you've had a boatload of rain this season oh my gosh i'm so tired of rain i think this year i know we, so we got so many records i was out yesterday um and i had just packed up a trailer full of hay and i was what was i doing back there i was getting the tarp and then i was um what was i putting oh jen had pulled out a couple of uh container type things to use as nest boxes uh for our tractor because our bovens started laying and that we we changed it to something else that would work better. So I was putting them back behind our shed and I noticed we had a couple of buckets there that were full of water. I'm like, okay, this we've got to go around. We don't have a whole lot of just debris and stuff like that here, but we I noticed I said, okay, we need to turn these over um so we don't have that standing water for your right this spring. And you're probably going to get to this but um, do you and I guess the vet, I guess if you have one, would make this determination. If you live in an area, because I know the Florida Panhandles has 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 some issues with with uh, the foul pox. Um, if you live in that area that has a history, um, yeah. I guess would it be your best idea to vaccinate? If you're especially if you're ordering birds this spring, is right. that something you can order right. your chicks vaccinated with?
1: No, you can't. You have to do it yourself, but it's like the easiest vaccine you can possibly get. That's the
0: web wing. Super the easy. The web and the, the web wing, the little poke. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it's the, called like a wing. Stick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um so there's two kinds of mosquitoes, Culix and Aedes, that harbor the virus for like mm-hmm. more than a month after feeding on an infected bird. So, you know, you You've got to try to think seriously about the pox virus it It's going to cost you fifteen bucks to do your whole flock. You know gather okay. your birds up, get two people to help you. One person does the wing stab, one uh-huh, person uh-huh. catches the person, one person holds the chicken, and then you mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know once you've done you've done the wing stick, stick them in a in a separate container so you don't stab the same bird twice. Um, but do it production line and you'll be done. You'll be done. Um,
0: fifteen bucks. But, How about that?
1: Yeah, fifteen to seventeen dollars. Um, okay. Uninfected birds can be infected by the scabs or if they've got any cut. Um mm-hmm, Dried mm-hmm. scabs, feathers, skin dander after you've handled any infected birds, those are all in- infective, so you should wash those. And here's the kicker. If we're talking... Pox, it goes through your flock slowly. So you right. think you got it licked and there it is again. And okay, <laughs> oh, I just geez. took care of this bird and then oh my god, this one. All right. And you've got two forms, wet and dry. Dry is mm-hmm. the scabs that you can see on all the unfeathered portions of the the the, the body. So that's what? The comb, the wattles, the earlobe. Um, the fleshy portions of the face. And guess what? As your bird, and and they look like blisters, okay? Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. the dry form. As those small blisters, you know, start, they turn yellow, and it looks gross. It's a a yellow, yucky scab, and, you know, uh, not comfortable for the bird. But what's worse is the wet form. And that's in the upper restri- respiratory tract. And that's when we start calling the fowl pox avian diphtheria. Um, so it'll kind of start as a, a white node, and then it becomes kind of patchy. Then they start to get together as cheesy masses. Don't you just love all these food references at one time? <laughs> um, <laughs> so when you get into the masses with wet pox, then you get, you know, diphtheria. They can't breathe. Um interferes with eating, interferes with drinking, interferes with breathing. And really, if it's bad enough, wet pox will kill your bird. Um, so, And the bird can, can be hit with both forms. Um, so, you know, when your birds are sick, you're going to have some, some symptoms to take a look at. Um, there's going to be a loss of appetite. They're gonna kind of look dull um if you see any sort of discharge in the eyes or nose, look inside the mouth. I mean how it's not easy the chickens don't want you to do it, but look inside the mouth um, Anything that looks like a wart like scab or a node, anything from the size of a pea to a hazelnut in size um in really bad cases of fowlpox, you've got probably 50% mortality. But keeping it to like 1% is really your goal. And, <clears throat> you know, you can vaccinate for it. It's a cheap vaccination. Um, and it's so easy. It is the easiest vaccination other than the Merricks vaccine done at the hatchery, which is mm-hmm. easier because... They're usually not the one who has to do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the only reason when I say that one's easier. Um, Is there an age? What, so, what age would you, if you're,
0: like I've got this crown here.
1: They can get and, it at any age. But you can vaccinate birds. You know, I tell my 4-H folks, you know, when the birds are a couple months old. Um, and, you know, that works fine because that works out with our our. Farm visitation schedule, and um, that way, you know, we're, we're able to vaccinate sometimes right there. But, you know, it's you know, it you can also get pox lesions on the feathered parts of this of the chicken. Um, but you know, it looks a little bit different. It may confuse people. Um, that's where your diagnostic lab can really come into play but so obviously I know you, you have go to the go. Vaccine,
0: yeah, okay, if you go the vaccine route, you do all your birds, um, and then let's say... Once they're vaccinated, because everybody, you always hear this terminology. Well, what? Once they're vaccinated, then they're carriers, and then if I bring new, if I, if I bring new chickens in, can they give it to them? And I guess I yeah, will have to, animal once,
1: management.
0: Yeah, once once I have, because you always hear that. Oh well, they're, now they're going to be carriers, or whatever da If they get it, then you got the folks that say, well, if they just get it and they survive, and then now they're immune, and they. <laughs> I'm serious. It's it's crazy. All all the stuff that people. Um we'll we'll try to
1: if you keep a dog justify. or a cat, you have to vaccinate them too and if you get a new dog or a cat, mm-hmm. you have to go to the vet for them too. It's a management yep. issue, and if people are too mm-hmm. lazy to deal with the management of new birds coming in, then don't bring in new birds.
0: don't bring in new birds yep. so
1: yeah it's it's Ooh. just a matter of planning and execution, and that's why we're talking about it now, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that we can have it you know, part of the conversation. Of um, as you're looking through those those wonderful magazines and catalogs and looking at your new chickens, <laughs> why don't you take a look at how much vaccines cost too and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. mark off a day a couple months after they arrive for, for vaccination. You know, for a small flock of six chickens, after you mix up the vaccine, honestly, you're going to be done in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm.
0: Cool. I may do that. That sounds like a good Facebook Live video. I may have to look into that for my bovins. Am I
1: coming to your house for Facebook Live to do a, another video on style pox vaccination? It's not really necessary for <laughs> meat birds, by the you're way. Welcome. This is really really hey. for your longer lived birds. Yeah, my, my bovins brown
0: layers. And um, uh, when you come up here to Dawsonville for the, uh, what is that? The that you're coming up to Dawsonville for?
1: The yeah, favored? whatever it
0: is, then. That sounds pretty cool. We could do that. We could do something else. Oh, well. Hey, thanks for uh, chiming in on that. Great topic. And um, we will see you in February. Uh, I guess it looks like February the – let's see. Well, this is the last – February the something. (laughs) Wait a minute. Let me look at something here.
1: Today's today's January. Yeah,
0: today's the 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 fifth Thursday. It's the fifth Thursday, so technically you're really not supposed to be on anyway. Um, you're, Technically, your week is next week. Um, So we both had a little screw up there, but oh well, they learned a lot about stuff earlier before you came on. Now they know South about pox, so we're good. Hey, you know.
1: It's, yeah, it's an I've old got it down um, the seventh of February.
0: That's it. All righty. Well, we'll see you then.
1: <laughs> All right. Take care. Bye.
0: Bye bye. <laughs> Alrighty folks, thanks for staying with us. Also, one more reminder, when you go to order chicks this spring, if you're ordering from a hatchery, a mail order hatchery, uh, this is very serious, folks. We, uh, you really need to ask them, uh, do you participate in the salmonella monitored program? Uh, not just MPIP, because MPIP, they will, salmonella, that the birds can have, this is very specific now, do you participate in the Salmonella, the NTIP Salmonella monitored program? This is the program that actually requires the hatchery to test for different strains of Salmonella that can affect you, the humans. Based on the Salmonella outbreaks we've had over the last 15 years related to backyard poultry and mail order hatcheries, so we would request that you, ask, hey, when you go to order chicks, hey, by the way, real quick cool question: Do you guys participate in the MPIP Salmonella? monitored program, not just MPIP. Yeah, they probably do, and that, that's great, but salmonella monitored program. If they do not, it might behoove you to ask them why, see what their reasoning is behind it, because you're their customer. They would want you to be perpet- protected as much as possible. Uh, and then maybe consider ordering from another hatchery. It actually does participate in a salmonella monitored program. So keep that keep that in the, in the forefront of your mind when you're ordering baby chicks from a hatchery. Do you participate in the MPIP Salmonella Monitor Program that checks for salmonella strains that can affect me, the human? Uh, no, we sure don't. Okay, thanks so much. And then guess what? You know, another hatchery that does. So just keep that in mind. I wanted to share that with you. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. And we will see you next week, February 7th, with again poultry scientist uh, Dr. McRae. And we'll have another great topic for you then. Hey, thanks for tuning in. And don't forget, and uh, we will see you next time. (laughs)